MoneyWeb now on the money. The show's brought to you by Stanlib. Visit stanlib.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider. I'm chatting with Wendili Shlober, Chief Economist at AgBiz. Uh, Wendili, appreciate the time today. You and I have chatted a lot over the years. One area we have never spoken about before is is livestock farming in, in South Africa, which I'm fairly sure is probably a, a very important part of our broader agricultural sector. Absolutely, Simon. We've been skipping an important part because, I mean, if you think about the gross value added of South Africa's agricultural sector, roughly half of that is livestock. So it's an important part of this, and I'm glad that we get to speak about it. Half of it. I hadn't. I hadn't realized that it, it was quite that big. I mean, is this is this a, 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 a totally for for internal, or are we also exporting? I mean, we we this is a sector that we are doing relatively far well for for some time, and I mean. We're continuing now to see the exports. And in fact, if you were to look at the 2021 figures, we had seen our exports uh, for beef reaching the record levels where we were exporting just over 60,000 tons. And of course, that was growth that we saw um, a lot over the past five years or so, because in years before that, we used to be just producing enough to, to meet our annual needs. And of course, when you think about the poultry sector still looking more broadly about the livestock industry now, livestock and poultry. In a poultry, we remain net importers, but in the livestock red meat, we are now uh, net exporters onto that. But Simon, I must say though, that while we talk about the issue of exports, the past year in livestock industry has been extremely difficult for a number of reasons. And there's- yeah, those reasons being, because I was going to say drought, but I, I, we've had really good rainfall, so not, not, not rainfall issues. It's not rainfall issues, Simon, but it's higher feed costs, mm. with maize prices that have uh, risen uh, uh, quite significantly. And the second issue is the foot and mouth disease, which has meant that now those exports that we have enjoyed over the past few years were not there last year as we were kicked out of some of the key markets because of this foot and mouth disease. How is the the foot and mouth disease? Is is that coming under control? I, I lived in KZN way back in the day and I actually lived in a foot and mouth diseased area in KZN um, and I remember all the controls in place. I mean, have, we, have we got that under control? Not really under control for now, Simon, but I, I do think that what has increased its surveillance of looking into it and the government mapping up those areas and working with uh, farmers to try to control it. But it had spread last year to six of our nine provinces, which is something that we hadn't seen before. Okay, that, that, that is getting a, 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 not, not out of control, but I suppose a, definitely a concern for, for the sector. You, you, you mentioned beef is the big one, of course, uh, poultry, although we, we get imports of, of poultry in that space. What else is there? I mean, there's obviously pork. I mean, the mutton, I mean, are, are the other sort of uh, uh, livestock significant in our life? They, they are fairly significant, uh, Simon, and they face also similar challenges. Because if you think about our friends in the Northern Cape, Mm-hmm. They've struggled with quite uh, a number of years of drought. And in fact, there's interesting work that has been done by my colleagues at Stellenbosch University, Professor Johan Kersting, where they were looking at slaughtering levels and profitability of the Karoo sheep farming. And over the past two or three years, those folks have actually been under financial pressure because of those droughts and the decline in slaughtering numbers. And if you look in last year now, in much of the Eastern Cape, this foot and mouth disease that has been in the livestock industry has actually affected also even sheep farmers 
in regards to the exports because key markets like China, mm-hmm. which takes up just over 70% of our wool exports, had decided for some time last year that, look, we have to take a step back and look at the South Africa situation. And they blocked our exports for about two or three months or so. And at the time, there were some financial pressures, but thankfully, towards the end of last year, they lifted the ban and we were able to export. How, how important are those, those byproducts? I mean, of course, we think livestock, we, we, we think beef, we think, you know, the pork and the chicken on our, on our table, but there's, there's byproducts. There's, there's wool from sheep. There's, you know, in, in the, in the beef space, there's, there's the skins, which, which can be leather. Th- those byproducts, I mean, they make enormous contribution, especially when you think about it, even in a, in a, in a less of a big numbers that we typically talk about in the world of finance, but in community, uh, perspective impact. I mean, in the Eastern Cape, you will appreciate the fact that you have roughly about 24% or so of the sheep farmers and the lion and cattle sitting with black farmers there. Mm-hmm. And they produce these at a smallholder level. And they know that in, in certain months, they sell their wool to the market. And all of that uh, usually makes a significant impact at a, on financing at a household level. So those byproducts are very important. How big is the, 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 the small producers in this space? Or is it, as most agriculture the world over, dominated by, by, by large uh, farmers? When it comes to livestock, actually, Simon, you find that uh, the, 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 the small producers uh, are quite play a significant role there. As I was saying, if you think about the cattle industry, you think about the sheep industry, a point can be made that, that uh, roughly a third of that you would find that is still sitting with smallholder farmers, which is why then the interventions like, for example, ensuring that there are some genetic improvements that are put in place in those areas is always useful because once you do that, you actually make uh, a positive impact to a larger part of our society. Yeah, that almost in a sense. I mean, because my next question is going to be, you was going to be around sort of the, the employment numbers in the industry. But perhaps the, the, the bigger point is the employment is impo- important. But I imagine to a lot of the, the smaller and more rural, this isn't around employment. This is around income for the household and perhaps the only source of income. Absolutely. That, that's the bigger part of this because this is for them about the, the income for the household level. But, and for much of these farmers, I mean, they, they go on for the whole year doing the other things. And knowing that when it comes to uh, the sharing months, mm-hmm. there will be some source of income that will actually come to the household. So it, it plays an important share uh, for, for them onto that. And of course, the employment condition and the bigger scheme of things, they are also an important component of what we're doing here. But, but I do think, as you rightly said, there's a lot um, uh, to, to, to be gained by just supporting these new entrant farmers. We'll leave it there. Wandili Shalobo, Chief Economist at Agbiz. Wandili, always appreciate the time. The show is brought to you by Stanlib. Visit stanlib.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider.